Welcome in Braves Today. Bravestoday.com is where you are located, and it's all brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net for your free book today. He is Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor, and we continue to talk about what we would do in the offseason because Lindsey and I both are just GMs that have a ton of money to spend. We don't mind uh, paying a luxury tax. However, the Braves don't necessarily think in that simple form, especially Alex Anthopoulos, who is known for not spending money. And We've run down a couple, but you Hang know, on. I thought I'd continue this thing. Oh, yes. You say that. I wrote this article the other day. The Braves were a top 10 payroll last year. They People were. People don't realize that. The Braves were a top 10 payroll, and they paid into the tax last year. Now, wow. not much, mind you. Yeah. But top 10 payroll. So just like people don't realize that like Atlanta will spend money just, yes. you know, for long term <laughs> deals. <laughs> And I'm, fine for six long, years. and I'm fine yeah. with the long-term deal. I mean, the guys, yeah. he said, you know, when you when they show that that graphic and they put it up and you got like six guys standing there and it's like, welcome to the next seven years of the Braves organization. And <clears> the ultimate jersey insurance. Exactly. And that's something that other teams can't do, though, that I, that I actually do like. So, and, and Lindsay, you and I have talked about this at, at extensively, both off the pod, on the pod. I mean, clearly the two needs that need to be addressed are going to be pitching and left field. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hate to say that about Eddie Rosario because, um, he, you know, he's got a year where he could possibly get some money, but he just didn't really perform like he did year before last or like he even did back in 2021. So I think that they're looking to either unload him or at least bring somebody in that could platoon and give more time than probably somebody like an Ozuna. Just because now love Ozuna's bat in the second half of the season, but if he starts out with the mild 113-114 batting average like he did out of spring training this past year, I just don't see them hanging on to him like they have in the past. So let's start with a guy that I threw the name out there. You and I both were like, "Mm, he's had his moments, but he's also had some really bad ones, and it is a former Dodger, which would even make me – kind of stick the needle in the side a little bit more and played with the Cubs this past year. Cody Bellinger, who I've always loved, mm-hmm. and he did. He had some great seasons in 17, 18, 19, and then all of a sudden he forgot how to hit. Yeah, he spent, he spent three years not good in L.A., uh, eventually gets <laughs> non-tendered. I mean, okay, I say not – I don't think people realize – Cody Bellinger was the MVP in 2019. He batted 305, 406, 629, and played in all but six games, okay? Two years later, in 2021, he played in only 95 games because he batted 165, 240, 302 on the year. Two years removed from an MVP, and he was borderline unplayable. And after his final year in L.A. of batting 210 with a 389 slugging, they non-tendered him. He goes to Chicago. Good year. 130 games. 307, 356, 525. Hits 26 home runs. Third highest total of his career. And so everybody's like, okay, Cody Bellinger's back. He's an option. He can play first base. He can play center field. He's yep. still a pretty good defender. I put him into our free agent rankings on the site. I put him at number three because... He's probably going to get a larger contract, but I don't, I don't think Cody Bellinger's back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like the numbers look good. And I think a big part of that, if you look at his strikeout rate, his strikeout rate went back down into the mid teens, like it used to be. 
You know, he struck out 16% of the time in that 2019 MVP season. He struck out 15.7% in 2023. So I think that's fueling a lot of his batting average gains. But his actual, all of the peripherals around his production don't look good. His exit velocity, 22nd percentile at 87.9. His chase rate, 31%, which is bottom third in all of baseball. His barrel rate, 6.1% is like bottom quartile, like 27th percentile. His hard hit rate is like 10th percentile. So from a statistical standpoint, he shouldn't have had as good a year as he had. And so because he's a guy that has struggled so much in the past, because he's a guy that had this one magical turnaround season, but all of the underlying numbers behind it say it shouldn't have been as good as it was, I'm really reluctant to say, yeah, go give Cody Bellinger a long-term deal. If he wanted to sign in Atlanta on some sort of shorter deal to rebuild more value, I would be mm. fine with giving that a shot. But that's the issue. He's going to get a long-term deal from somebody, and I don't want that to be the Atlanta Braves because it's going to be very expensive. I mean, he made he made $17.5 million this year. Mm. And, like, I don't... I don't want to be locked into a deal that big for a guy that could become as bad as he was in, you know, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> like just last year he batted 210 and I I don't want to be locked into a deal that big for a guy that was that bad. See, that's what I, I guess my curiosity gets the best of me when it comes to somebody like the Braves and you mm -hmm. see the solid foundation that they have with Atlanta. Yeah. Do some of these free agents look and go especially somebody like him that's gotten paid already, they've gotten their money, do mm -hmm. they think, okay, I can go to an organization like this and chase a ring as well as be protected in a lineup? So we talked about his negatives and his strikeouts and and, and his exit velocity and all, but he's going to get more pitches to see in somewhere like in Atlanta when he's protected by an Acuna or Riley or an Olsen mm -hmm. or even an Albies for that matter, batting yep. in there at the two spot. And so you kind of wonder if Michael Harris Jr., even at the nine spot, like if you put Bellinger down there at number eight or number seven, uh, he's still going to have people in front of him and behind him that can kind of keep – that's not the Cubs. Let's just call right, it what it right. is, not the yeah. Cubs. And so I do wonder if somebody like him would say, okay, as much as I would love a five- to seven-year deal, also understand my age, if I can get a two-year deal for an organization that's going to protect me, pad my numbers, that mm -hmm. will get me paid down the road, I do wonder if somebody like him may look at something like that. I think if he wanted to go for a two-year deal and be planning on hitting the market right after he turned 30, his birthday's in like July, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to something like that as the one big splash Atlanta makes. Because right. we, we talked about that. You make a big splash every year, it feels like. You signed uh, Charlie Morton after after 2020. You, you traded for Olsen after 21. You traded for Murphy after 22. It's a big splash every year. Uh, I do worry about... Is he going to be the kind of guy that wants to go chase a ring and all of that? Because if you look at what he's done, he was Rookie of the Year. They won the 2020 World Series. He's won an MVP. He right. was MVP of the NLCS. Like, he's won a Gold Glove. He's won a Silver Slugger. He's been All-Star multiple times. Is he the... He doesn't fit the profile of the type of guy who wants to go chase a ring and take less money, right? Usually those guys are in their mid to upper 30s. They haven't won yet. And they're trying to get one in before they leave. I think that's part of the reason Charlie Morton signed here was Correct. we were close to where he lives and he wanted to chase a ring and he got a ring. Uh, he got 2021. Uh, and so I'm okay with Cody Bellinger. I do think that Atlanta, if you do that, 
you have to trade for a starting pitcher, right? Okay. Like that's, you can't, I don't think Atlanta has the money to pay Bellinger, even if he gives you a discount, right? I don't think you have the money to, to pay for Bellinger at a close to market rate and still noticeably upgrade your starting pitching. You can go out and sign cheap guys. I think they're going to do that anyway. Zach Plesak feels like a guy who's going to sign a minor league deal with Atlanta next week or as soon as he can. Uh, but can you meaningfully upgrade your starting pitching and sign Cody Bellinger? I don't know if you can find that game three playoff starter in that scenario, right? Yeah. Oh, I completely agree because, you know, we were talking about Rosario and the number out there is nine. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Bellinger is going to come for less than nine. There, I just oh, don't think. I don't think he's going to come less. Yeah, he, I, I don't think he, he's going to come for less than eighteen. I mean, you know, unless he plays the market and the market tells him, bro, we're basing this off your last three years. We're not giving you twelve, fifteen million dollars. And his agent is Scott Boris. So, oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and he's get he's going to get his money. He's going to get some money from somebody. And Man, a lot. Every yeah. athlete in the world is going to be in so much trouble when that guy decides to retire or die, one of the two. You uh, say that, but they would have all gotten paid, so they're not yes. in that much trouble. <laughs> exactly. It's all brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Tell Ford Speaking of getting paid. Said, yeah, getting paid. Uh, tell Ford we said hello because he's going to give you a three book. He wants to give every one of you a free book. And uh, it's Annuity360. You go to annuity360.net, let me submit your contact information. You're going to get a complimentary copy. Now, I should mention Ford and his team specialize in helping pre-retirees and retirees ready to invest. They have the expert. That's not Lindsay and I, by the way. We're a long way from either one. I know you guys see the gray and you think maybe we're, we're close to the retirement or near retirement. We're not. <laughs> Ford's registered investment advisor, Brookstone Capital Management, managing over $8.5 billion in assets. You can find out more by going to annuity360.net to get his book, or you can find out more about Active Wealth by going to their website at activewealth.com. You can catch up on Ford's financial radio show and listen to them anytime at activewealthshow.com. I know that's a lot of sites. That's why we have it up there in front right now. Head on over, tell Ford you want that free book. Go to annuity360.net. All right, so we covered left field. The other position that we were talking about is pitching. And one guy that really stands out who is going to be a free agent, by the way, which is shocking. Now, they may they may end up paying him because they end up running on and, and winning the World Series. Uh, as we record this, the games aren't over yet, with yet. It's, it's still in the playoffs. But uh, that is uh, Montgomery. And I, he has been nothing but impressive to me, Jordan Montgomery. Um, and I'm curious if that – you talk about a big splash. In my opinion, that would be a big splash for the Braves. Yeah, uh, the big names in free agency, right? Shohei Otani, Blake Snell, things like that. I think Jordan Montgomery is going to end up being one of the better pitcher uh, pitchers available in free agency. You look at what he did after the, okay, back up. You look at what he did in 22, right? He's with the Yankees. They're like, we don't see you starting a postseason game. So they trade him at the deadline <laughs> for a center fielder for Harrison Bader. Uh, spends this year with St. Louis, gets moved at the deadline to Texas. Down the stretch for Texas, 11 starts. 2.79 ERA, okay, gets to the postseason and just looks absolutely absurd in the postseason. He had one bad start against Baltimore. He got blown yep. up against Baltimore. But outside of that, against Tampa in the wild card, seven scoreless innings. Against Houston in the ALCS, he go he, he, he starts twice, 11 and two-thirds innings, mm -hmm. two runs. And so... 
And the first start, no runs. Yeah, first start was no runs. Second six, start, they six. saw him a fourth, fifth, and sixth time, yeah. and they got a grand total of two. Yeah, six and, and so, a third. Six and a third in that first start, and gave absolutely nothing. And I, I mean, when he only walked one, struck out six. I mean, gave up. He did give up five hits, but still, nothing big or huge or no, you know, nothing yeah. hard off the bat. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed because him being in the American League, Lindsay, I haven't been able to watch him that much. So I go and I look at his stats, and as you said, you mentioned the Orioles game. That's the one game where he gave up nine hits and he gave up five runs, and so he ended up with an ERA of nine just in that game alone. But other than that, he's been sub three in every game dating back to early September. Against mm-hmm. of all people, the friggin' A's who had everybody's number if they were in a top spot for some God. reason, they couldn't win against anybody else, but they would ruin a first place team in a heartbeat. And so, other than that, everybody he played against sub three, sub three, sub three. I mean, he just he's one of those guys that throws strikes, they can't hit him, he doesn't have a lot of walks, and he's been a whole lot better since the Yankees got rid of him and grow his beard out. Boy, nobody circles the wagons like the Oakland A's playing a team that's number one in their division. Um, I do think the beard thing, I, I, this sidebar, I legitimately think there's a mental component to the facial hair and long hair policy. That the Yankees, I'm not just saying this because I have a beard, but like I legitimately think there's a, a mental component to being forced to shave and being uncomfortable and not playing your best. I mean, Dion said it best. Look good. Like you, when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, they play. You play good, and mm-hmm. when you play good, they pay good. And we've seen so many guys go to New York, whether it was Brian McCann, whether it was Joey Gallo, go and have to get a haircut or shave, and they just they didn't play the same in New York. So um, you can't be a dog doing that. You Lindsay. can't be you can't be a dog and be clean shaven. It doesn't you can't work. Can't be a dog like those guys. Josh Donaldson went up there yeah. and didn't do well because they made him shave. Exactly. Um, Spot Track has Jordan Montgomery projected about $18.5 million in free agency. I think he's going to exceed that because of what he's done in the postseason, but I still think it's going to be in that $20 to $25 million range that you see. You know, Charlie Morton's at the bottom end of that range. I, I still think he's going to be in there. He's not quite 31 yet. He's a lefty. Atlanta's note probably caveat there probably going to lose a lefty after 2024 out of the rotation and mm-hmm. max freed and so it feels like if there's a time to go past that 22 million dollar soft cap or threshold or whatever you want to call it because atlanta has not exceeded that yet it feels like a guy like jordan montgomery if you're not going to be able to sign resign freed montgomery would be the guy to do that uh i don't know how it's going to work as far as if Morton comes back at $20 million and you sign Montgomery financially, what you have left to do to throw at center field, I, I'm sorry, at left field, I think because you need so many relievers, I think because you need to add at least one starter, something's not going to get a big money investment. And honestly, I, I want starting pitcher to get a money investment. I want closer or uh, relief. You want closer. I want relief pitching mm-hmm. to get a, a multiplayer investment. And so I would be happy with Jordan Montgomery. I think he's probably a, a your second starter in the play in the postseason. Once Freed is gone, he's probably he's a very well qualified number three on yeah. the 2024 roster. I would be ecstatic if Jordan Montgomery came to Atlanta simply because of nothing else. He's a good lefty. He doesn't have the f- amazing velocity. I want to say his fastball sits around uh he 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 decreased his 
four-seam fastball usage and upped his his slider, his sinker usage when he got to Texas. But it it sits around 94 miles an hour, so it's good velocity for a lefty. Nothing groundbreaking, but still. Fastball curve, changeup cutter, gets a lot of ground balls. I like Jordan Montgomery a lot, and I would be happy if he was on this Braves team going forward. Yeah, it, it, we've we've exhausted where we talk about left-handed, you know, our left fielder as well as pitcher. And I told you going into this pod tonight, I said I'm a sucker for both, especially if they are mm-hmm. left-handed. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love a, a left-handed hitter. I love a left-handed pitcher. And I know everybody says, "Hey, you're just kind of buying it." No, I, for some reason that, and I have zero facts to back me. I'm sure Lindsay would find this somewhere. I just feel like they're a little bit more successful, especially when it comes down the stretch and it gets playoff time. And it's all because they offer something that's different. It's yep. something that looks different. It's something that is awkward to somebody else. I mean, every kid playing. I mean, they're they're the biggest minority in the world. Lefties are. So yeah. I mean, it's one of those deals where kids don't grow up seeing them. Exactly. I'm a lefty. Exactly. And so they don't grow up seeing them. So by the time they get to the majors and they've perfected their skill and their craft, and especially somebody like him, he's another one. He comes across to me, even on the mound, as a possible dog. So that's him one and, reason him I like and Strider both yes. have that that kind of that don't mess with me, don't F with me attitude. And that's yes. something I think you need. And I'm honestly at the point where I would be willing to accept a $9 million Eddie Rosario and a platoon with a Vaughn Grissom in left field if Correct. that meant you could get a guy like a Jordan Montgomery. Mm. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just, it's fastball, like fastball velocity isn't necessarily everything. I mentioned he's 93, 94 miles an hour. I pulled up StatCast while you were talking. He's also 93rd percentile in run value on fastballs, like not allowing runs off his fastball. Kirby Yates is another guy that has... Not great fastball velocity, but it's so unique what it does, the cut the the cut ride fastball that Kirby Yates does, that he doesn't have to have the great velocity to pitch well. And so uh, I like Jordan Montgomery. Like you said, he's he's a different look. There's not many teams that can throw multiple high quality lefty starters mm-hmm. at you. Atlanta could Atlanta could have a series where your entire rotation, because you could throw a Jared Schuster in game three or whatever. You know, of the regular season, not the postseason, but the regular season. You that's could throw a whole, phenomenal. That's you could throw phenomenal. a whole rotation of lefties if you yes. wanted to. You could set it up like that if you knew a team was bad against lefties. And so having two high-quality lefties in Freedom Montgomery and then having Montgomery to stick around to give you a lefty option behind Spencer Strider, I think it'd be amazing. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Is uh, tell, Drop it in the comments. Tell us who you think that uh, Atlantic, you play GM like we've been playing GM and come up with a couple of names. And if one of them strikes our fancy, we'll be more than happy to pull some numbers and address it and see if it'd be a good fit or not. It's all been brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net for your free book. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Lindsey, as always, thank you, sir. Thank you.